My name is Emily, and you are listening to the Fill Your Cup podcast. This is a space that allows you to press pause on the hustle of life and relax into conversations that will awaken, inspire, and empower your mind, body, and soul. From health, wellness, self-mastery, ancient wisdoms, and all things in between, tune in each week for your dose of all the good vibes. So are you ready? Sit back, relax, and let's fill your cup. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fill Your Cup podcast. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day. Before we dive deep into today's episode, I want to get on here and offer all of my loyal listeners something pretty epic. My signature group program, Align Your Energy, is open for enrollment. Round two is going to be going down July 20th. This is an eight-week group coaching program for women who feel lost, who feel stuck, who feel confused, who feel like there's another way to be living life, who feel really low energy, maybe anxious, stressed, just all of the low vibes. In eight weeks, I am going to take you on a magical journey, coming back into your own true alignment with your specific energy. In the beginning, we get into all of the beliefs. We're really become aware of all of the beliefs, the things that have been holding you back, the mental, the physical, the emotional imbalances. Once we discover that, then we can get into really digging deep into your specific energy flow Once you understand your own specific energy, I then take you through the different types of nutrition and lifestyle habits and all the different things that are going to keep you in balance, keep you in flow so that you can come into this next best level, this next version of you so that you can tap into your best life, your life of bliss so that you can go from just surviving to thriving. I created this program um, because I was in the same exact spot of feeling like shit, of feeling like I had no idea what to do, how I had gotten there. I was so unmotivated. I had no energy. I was really, really depressed. And in a year, less than a year, I was able to heal myself naturally. And I literally take you through the entire process in eight weeks. You leave with a toolbox full of natural healing tools to, again, bring you back into that alignment, your true flow, because everybody is different. Everyone has their own unique taste, their own unique thoughts, their own unique emotions, their own unique energy flow. So if that is why you've been, you've tried different diet plans, you've tried different health plans, you've tried everything under the sun and nothing has worked, it is because it wasn't specific to your energy. That is what the difference is in this eight-week group coaching program, Align Your Energy. So again, for my loyal listeners, I have a special, special offer for you guys. So make sure that 
if you are hearing this, if this sounds like you, you are like, fuck yes, your soul is calling you, craving to do this, hit me up. I will leave my Instagram in the show notes, my email. Please reach out. I want you in there. Let me know you came, you heard this on the podcast, and I will get you your special offer. So yes, that is all from me. Please enjoy your show and have a great freaking day, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fill Your Cup podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so, so excited today. I have a guest on, Stacey Younger. She is a holistic health mentor, um, helping women, helping people with everything holistic health. Um, She does a lot with mental health and a lot with anxiety, but just really giving you all of the holistic options, that new viewpoint to bring your body back into balance and to make you feel good with those those tools that you know don't have to be the medicine, don't have to be the pills. Um, she gives you all of the holistic goodness. So I am so, so excited to have Stacy on. I'm going to just give it right on over to her so she can explain herself and her goodness with you guys. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I am so excited to be here. So did you want me to share my story or? Yes, let's get right on into it. Just, um, yeah, share what makes you, you. So uh, just to, you know, give a backstory of who I am and why I got into what I do. I was raised in a very Western uh, family where, you know, we, we ate the American diet and we went to doctors, we took medication, but I've never really been huge on taking medication. I've always tried to find little ways here and there not to take medication. And then um, I've dealt with migraines um, oh, since I was like 11 or 12 and my migraines are not normal migraines, like the most common. They actually mimic strokes, so they're kind of un, you know, scary and kind of wow. uncomfortable. Yeah. And then um, when I was about 26, 27 years old, I got diagnosed with anxiety. And back then, I didn't know much about anxiety. And the little that I did know, I now know wasn't completely true. I was always taught that weak people got anxiety and crazy people got anxiety and when my doctor told me I had anxiety I'm like no I don't you're you know you're nuts I don't have I didn't say that to her it's very nice but I was like in denial um but I got really you know I was getting scared because I was convinced there was something wrong with my heart and so I that's why I went I thought there's something wrong with my heart and I had two small kids at this time and I felt like I couldn't properly take care of them my dog's all good. I'm surprised my beagles have not started yelping yet. So I take his collar off sometimes, so we don't hear that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I went into denial for six months to where I had, you know, anxieties. I was t- terrified to fall asleep because I thought, you know, and I hope this doesn't trigger anybody, but I thought I was going to die in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And so after six months, you know, 
past, I had enough. I was like sleep deprived. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm feeling like there's something wrong with me. So I'm like, I'm going to do some research and I'm going to prove my doctor wrong that I don't have anxiety because no. Well, the more research I did, I discovered um, that anxieties fit my symptoms to a T. And in one way, this made me feel so much better because I was like, okay, so I'm not going to die in my sleep. And so my insomnia went away from then. But then I kind of felt like embarrassed and ashamed because I'm like, well, maybe that does mean that I'm crazy and weak. And it was just not a good feeling. But I went on for years having moderate anxiety off and on. Until about five years ago, I went through an extremely stressful situation. And when this stressful situation happened, my anxieties and my migraines both went completely out of control. And I feel like one was causing the other. And I was in this big, vicious cycle. Mm. I um, decided to go to Western uh, medicine because that's how I was raised and that's what I thought I knew to do. And it's like, I don't want, you know, anti-anxiety medication, but I have to do something. I can't function because I got to the point where I could barely drive and I was getting to the point where I could barely leave the house because I was just so, my anxieties were that severe. And so I tried Western medicine, and unfortunately, it made my already severe anxieties 10 times worse. Oh. <laughs> yes. The best I can explain it is emotionally, I felt everything, and physically, I felt nothing. And all I could do was lay on the couch and do nothing and maybe watch TV. And that was it. Mm. That was it. So I immediately stopped taking the medication. But I'm back to square one. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? You know, I, I still have, you know, my kids. I, I need to be able to function and parent them. And I stumbled across an article one day that was talking about what was in our food. And I was shocked. I was shocked um, what I was reading because I always thought there was gross stuff, you know, stuff like maybe bugs and animal parts that I didn't want to know about, <laughs> and, you know, just kind of gross stuff. But I didn't actually know that there was harmful, toxic junk in our food. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that, you know, I just rely on one article. So I really started, you know, digging in deep. Is this true? So I really started researching and um, looking at all these articles and YouTube videos or whatever, and just really digging deep into it. And the more, you know, that I dug in, I was realizing, wow, we have such horrible stuff in our food. So I decided to slowly um, change my diet and I was thinking it was just going to um, help me with my migraines. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, deal with my migraines now and I'll figure something out for my anxieties later, but at least I could tackle one. And I was shocked the more that I started, you know, changing my diet, not only was it helping my migraines, but it was also helping my anxieties as well. And I was like, so shocked because I was always told that anxieties were all in my head. So it's like, how could this be? Mm. And so I was so surprised by this that I went um, and got a diploma in holistic health practice. 
and now I coach other people. I have, I now say that I, I no longer have severe anxiety, but I have, you know, the everyday, you know, anxiety, sure. that anxiousness that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. And I used to be able to say that I went for, well, four years with only having one migraine, but unfortunately I had one this week. But um, now I can say I went a little over a year without a migraine. Yeah. So there are at least, you know, very few and far between now. Um, yes. Oh my God. Thank you so, so oh, much for sharing that. Did you have anything else? I, did I cut you off? No. Um, I think that's, that's about my story. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much oh, for welcome. sharing. I love, well, I love Stacy, but I love your oh, story, Stacy, you. because like, it's, it's so relatable. Like it's so real life and it's so just like, again, relatable to the fact that a lot of us think that one anxiety for sure like lives in our head and is just specifically in our head and is totally made up to um, that like we feel weak and we're like scared to like go get the help or like to even admit that we have the anxiety or the thing going on, you know, and just so relatable. Um, one thing I did want to tap on and I'm sure we'll just like get right into conversation, but when you were saying, let's see, you guys, I have my notes and I totally, um, didn't. Oh yeah. Okay. Here it is. When you were saying that like healing fully from anxiety and you still though have like anxiety day to day, I think that's a, like a really big thing to point out because, just like everything else in life, like nothing's just like ever going to go away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when it does come up, the anxiety, the negative vibe, whatever it is, like now you, me, like we have the tools to, to handle it, to deal with it. And so maybe you can start talking a little more on like the nutrition aspect and really what you started to find in that. Um, because that's like a big thing that I teach my, my people as well. Like, everything starts in the physical body mind body is connected so when you start to take care of your physical you start to clear out like all of the shit physical so you can start to get to the mental then you can start Mm -hmm. to clear all that shit out um so we just start to kind of talk a little bit more about the nutrition side of it and how that really like got you feeling good Oh, I'd love to. This is like my jam. And I'm like, okay, where do I begin? Because there's just so much I want to say. Right. So I strongly believe that the mind and the body are more connected than most of us even realize. Mm. And I, I honestly feel that, you know, if the body feels like crap, the mind is going to feel like crap. And if the mind, you know, feels like crap, the body is going to feel like crap. And so we need to try to figure out how to make both of them feel, you know, pretty good and try to balance them out as best we can. We can't always keep them perfectly balanced, but you know, it's best that we can. Right. So I, um, some of the stuff that I really started looking into is we have a lot of processed crap in our food and actually let me rewind for a second. So our, we have our whole body and a part of our body, we have the nervous system and the nervous system includes our nerves, which also includes our brain. And of course, you know, we have the brain that we need to keep healthy because that's where, you know, all of our, you know, mind and thoughts and, you know, all that. So we need to keep that physically healthy. And when we have, when we eat food, our 
their bodies are amazing and they're turning that food into uh, cells and tissues and you know and all that but if we're eating toxic processed foods our body is take, looking at this thing that we just consumed and it's like what am I supposed to do with this and our bodies are trying its hardest to make stuff out of the processed stuff that it doesn't recognize mm. and so this affects the whole body including the nervous system and our nerves and our brain and so this can definitely cause a lot of harm you know a lot of you know problems havoc with our mental health you know if we're not keeping our brain and our nervous system strong because we're eating you know toxic stuff so I definitely try to you know eat as clean as food as possible you know so try to remove all of the the toxic crap I've also um one of my favorite things I love to talk about is when I was in school we had to write this huge paper and it was, we were supposed to find or have stumbling over my words. Sorry. It's no, one of those no, days no. around tongue tied. Uh, <laughs> so we had to pick an illness that we have ourselves and we had to find vitamins and mineral deficiencies that can cause these, you know, uh, illnesses. And at first I was thinking about, you know, picking migraines, but since I've had migraines so, for so long, I already knew, you know, quite a bit about migraines, and but I didn't know a lot about anxieties at this point. So I was like, let's really dig deep into anxieties. And my teacher also was saying that we um, couldn't pick, you know, just any, you know, website. We had to use websites that were um, approved by the school and had scientific backing and... <laughs> The hardest ones to find. <laughs> right. And I was like, man, this is going to be a challenge, you know? So I was really nervous, but I'm like, I'm up for it because I really want to know, you know, all this information. I was shocked. It was not a challenge. It was not a challenge whatsoever. I was finding studies and articles with scientific backings left and right that were saying that there are all sorts of vitamin and mineral deficiencies that can cause anxieties. My mind was blown. I'm like, why is this not talked about at all? I've been to the doctors twice for my anxieties. Why didn't they tell me this? Why didn't they say, mm -hmm. hey, maybe you should be looking into your, you know, your vitamins and minerals and see maybe you have a deficiency. And then I discovered that doctors can run a vitamin and deficiency test on you mm. to um, see what you're low in. And I'm like, why is this not talked about? And in a way, I'm kind of glad that my doctors didn't tell me this because I don't know if I would be on the same path that I am right now. But in another way, I wish that it was talked about more. Um, yeah, absolutely. That is, that's like the biggest thing. When I went to the doctor too, uh, it, it wasn't more like, what's going on? Like, how are you how are you feeling? Yes, because I'm anxious. They're asking me that. But it was more like, okay, here's the medicine to like mask mm -hmm. it. And like, like you said, like when you took that, however long ago, like you, you literally got like even more sick. Like you mm -hmm. even got like to the point where you were just like more anxious. And I think it's really important that you shared that because 
one, it's really frustrating when you go to a doctor and they're telling you like, no, actually this, but inside like you're feeling something completely different. And so I think a lot, a lot of people stop at that, that point when they hear their doctor's like diagnosis and they're like, okay, all I can do is take this medicine. All Mm -hmm. I can do is do this because that's what my doctor said. Like, no, there's so many other ways to kind of like become aware of what's going on. Like if it is like, of course you have to go to the doctors for some things, get your medicine. And like, I'm not like, you know, bashing Mm -hmm. on Western med at all, but like if we can slow down and really like understand like what's happening within our own bodies, like you'll have the awareness to be like, okay, doctor, totally understand this. Um, And then maybe have the motivation after your doctor's office to go online and look like, oh my God, look at all the vitamin deficiencies, the mineral deficiencies, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I I wanted to, I think that you said magnesium was one, like a big one. Yeah. So magnesium is a big one. It's nicknamed the relaxant mineral and for a reason. And so Mm -hmm. it helps relax us and um, you can't, die from taking too much magnesium, but you can overdose a little bit and part, you know, parts of, you know, taking too much magnesium is it makes you very sleepy mm-hmm. and TMI, it can make you very poopy. So it that <laughs> Thank part you too. for saying that because <laughs> someone might have wanted to experience it and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so vitamin D is another one. Um, vitamin D supports our serotonin and serotonin supports our moods. Um, vitamin C, which this was a shocker for me, vitamin C is huge. Um, vitamin C helps us with our stress and when we are stressed we our vitamin C is depleted and so that's probably why uh, not probably why that is why people get sick when they're stressed out is because uh, their vitamin C is dropping so we need to make sure that the vitamin um, C is raised uh, vitamin E is really helpful for women around that time of the month Uh, for anxiety. Um, There's more, um, I think there's zinc and calcium, but I don't, I'm not sure what their role is, but I know that they help with anxiety as well. So, and I'm sure there's so much more, but that's my findings that I found when I did this research. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's really valuable because like that, that is like the supplements. And I was speaking to someone the other day, I don't remember, but like like as you were speaking on the nutrition, our nutrition and like all of the deficiencies in our nutrition now, because Mm -hmm. all the processed shit that's being thrown in there and all of like all of that stuff, it's actually, we're not even the like handful of organic veggies or like whatever we're eating that might be like the least untouched. We're like lacking so many of those nutrients Mm -hmm. and so many of those like supplements because just because like how our food has been raised now and how it's been like grown and like again even if it's like the bell peppers in the bag from mexico like how fresh is that shit really like what's in there you know (laughs) um and so those are really cool supplements to like add in like to go get the vitamins to go get that added nutrients for your body because a lot of the times we're not getting from our food or herbs. I'm very big on herbs. So Please share because like Ayurveda is all about spices and herbs, but 
And I'm like, I definitely like cook with my spices, but herbs are like not, not in my forte. So do you have anything? I am a huge tea drinker. I know that some people like tinctures and actually I have um, an aunt who is an herbalist as well. And she loves tinctures to where I am more like teas, but um, my favorites, my favorites for um, like anxieties are, um, well, okay, let me kind of back up here for a second because I get so excited about this, but <laughs> talk about the vitamins and the minerals. So many people don't think of these two herbs as being a anti-anxiety herb, but I do because of how much nutrients they have in it. And that is dandelion and nettle. So dandelion, um, and it, it could be either the leaf or the root because they, they sell them separately. Um, and nettle, they are both packed with so many vitamins and minerals that I treat them like they're my multivitamins and I don't, I don't take multivitamins. Right. I'm not, you know, encouraging that for everybody. You know, you just kind of have to feel what's best for you. Yeah. Um, also for anxiety, I love lemon balm. Lemon balm is gentle, but effective. Uh, chamomile is as well. And I don't use this one as much because it makes me feel kind of funky, but I know a lot of people love this one is ashwagandha. Mm. And so everybody has their, you know, everybody's bodies reacts differently to everything. And so um, ashwagandha worked beautifully for me for like the first couple of months. And then it started making me feel kind of funky, but I know so many people, so many people that absolutely love that. Yeah. And it gives this really weird feeling that I absolutely love though to where, I don't know if you've ever had ashwagandha, but it, I, I think I've had it, but like not where I've been like feel, I don't know, but yeah. So, um, one of the things I love about it is it can make you feel energized, but in a calm way. Mm. And I know that sounds like a, a oxymoron, right. but it's, it's just this really neat feeling. It's like, okay, I feel like I can get stuff done, but I don't feel like, you know, I'm about ready to, you know, explode or, you know. Yeah, but that's like the feeling like we should be living in all of the time where things are like you're getting shit done and like you're living in that power, but like you have that calmness and the serenity like within yourself so that everything around you isn't like so chaotic and so just like, ah. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing all oh, you're of You're welcome. And then so teas and tinctures, because I have no freaking idea. Um what is a tincture and what okay, is so a, what tea is, but <laughs> a tincture um, is, I, I almost want to show you, but I don't have one with me, but uh, <laughs> what it is, it's kind of like a dropper bottle, so right. this dropper bottle and how you make it is how it's made is you get an herb and the most common way to do it is let's say we do dandelion. So you take dandelion leaf, you put it in a jar and you soak it in uh, vodka, which is the most n common way yeah i don't do um alcohol so i you can also do apple cider vinegar which right. i've done that too so you soak it there for about six well four to six weeks depending mm -hmm. you know on certain things and then you put it in this little dropper bottle thing and then per day um and i keep skipping you want to strain it before you put it in the right proper bottle and then uh, once you turn it and you have all the liquids all the properties are in the vodka or the apple cider vinegar then you um each day you could put like three drops underneath your tongue or you can put it in water or tea or anything like that 
Wow. Um, oh my gosh. Mind blown. That's crazy. So oh I love vodka. I love tinctures. And um, vodka helps get um all the properties out yeah. of the out of the herbs. So Oh my gosh. But I I, I don't do alcohol anymore, which I could talk about in a minute why, but um so I do apple cider vinegar and vodka if you use vodka it will last up for a year if you do apple cider vinegar it will only last for six months mm. so yeah your, you know. okay so why not vodka why not alcohol well okay so i don't drink anymore mm. uh, because i discovered a few years ago that alcohol is a major trigger for my anxiety uh, so it was, I was not planning on becoming sober because I've never felt like I was, you know, an alcoholic, you know, I'd like to, you know, go hang out with my friends and drink, you know, a couple of beers here and there, or a couple of glasses of wine here and there. But I started discovering that every time I drank the next day, I had severe anxiety and this was really, you know, putting a damper on my life. I'm like, man. So I stopped drinking and I discovered I have this book that I love. It's called the Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine. I'm actually using it as a stand right now <laughs> as a reading. <laughs> but um, in this book, I love this book. It is like all things, you know, uh, natural healing. And one of the things they talk about is they did a study on lactic acid one time and we all have lactic acid in our system and we need it it's really important for us uh, it helps us when we're exercising when we're exercising and our body can be uh, can get depleted of oxygen and when this happens the lactic acid comes and saves the day and helps us you know with that but when we're still when we're you know not moving around we do want to make sure that you know our lactic acid is you know at a balanced place and they did a study once that was saying that people who have anxieties could have a sensitivity to lactic acid and they took two groups of people and um, one group had no anxiety whatsoever and the other group had anxiety and they injected everybody with lactic acid. Everybody that did not have anxiety, nothing happened to them, nothing. Everybody who has anxiety, they all went into panic mode. Mm. And so I just found that study to be so, you know, mind blowing. And I was like, what, when I found this out? And there are certain things that can raise our lactic acid and that is alcohol, caffeine, sugar, all the fun stuff. Um, it can also be um, some vitamin and mineral deficiencies can also cause it as well. And oh, no, keep going. Um, I think everybody reacts differently though, because for me, alcohol is a major trigger. Um, caffeine is a moderate trigger and anxiety is kind of like a mild trigger for me. Well, I know some people who caffeine is a severe trigger for them, but alcohol is either like a moderate or a mild uh, trigger for them. Mm, and it just keeps, it keeps going back to like, like 
one, like listen to your body. Everybody mm-hmm. is different. Everyone has different things going on. What works for Stacy is not going to work for me. What works for me won't work for Stacy. Um, so yeah, like play around with it, especially when she was talking about the, um, the supplements, like, like, I mean, magnesium, if more might be better for someone, one less might be better for someone. Mm-hmm. So same thing here, because like you said, all the fun stuff, alcohol, coffee, <laughs> and sugar, oh, like that, all of that is like adding that toxicity into your system. I mean, the lactic acid, right? It's, it's, it's raising that lactic acid, mm-hmm. right? And so all this brings me back to is like, because I don't really drink anymore either because I have also realized that alcohol, like it's fun in the moment and I'm like having a great time. Mm-hmm. And like the next day was never horrible for me, especially like college. I was like, yeah, where's the next party? <laughs> you know, you're like going, going, going. But now when I wake up, I am just like spinning in anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. why did I do this? What is this? Like overanalyzing the shit out of everything. So that's definitely like also why I cut back on alcohol and I can definitely under like realize if I do drink a little more like the next day is a little crazier for me but just like all that you said alcohol coffee sugar brings me back to college because that is like mm-hmm. what we were pumping our systems full of like right. alcohol every weekend like Friday Saturday probably Sunday maybe like through the week you know just like party 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 and then you have coffee because you're trying to wake yourself up out of that hangover state so you can try to go to class and function but you need to grab more coffee because you're actually like your body is so tired and so dead from all of the alcohol and like not to mention the creamer you put in your coffee like how much sugar yeah Mm -hmm. like how much sugar that has in it and like that's only one time that you're pouring something into your coffee. Do you imagine how many other times a day you're eating like the sugar and you're unaware of how much sugar is like in all this shit? So like, I mean, I, I can't say college because this is like me every day now too. Like it's, it's prevalent for everyone. Like right. if we're not aware of like just those even three things, like the biggest, like <laughs> to raise our anxiety, like that, that's crazy to me. So alcohol, coffee, and sugar, you guys, like, just raise your awareness around that, especially if the next day, like Stacy was saying, like, if you're waking up, and you're like, whoa, like, I feel so hungover, I feel like all this, like, yeah, definitely could feel like a hangover, but like, maybe it's actually anxiety, maybe it's actually something that's like, you know, like, off, and it's, it's, you don't have to live with that all the time, Mm -hmm. if you can understand and start to really feel and slow down in your body like maybe it's the alcohol I need to cut back on like okay actually maybe it's not it's the coffee like so yeah thank you for sharing that because that's huge I have some tips if anybody wants for if they want to quit any of them because I know I know quitting is kind of like oh my gosh I don't want to do this right Um, and really quick before I get started I do want to say like for sugar um if I have too much sugar, it doesn't really make me like anxious, anxious, but it gives me a brain fog. And I almost consider brain fog to be a symptom of anxiety. So, a thousand percent. Oh my God. So. For sure. I feel like numb, like after, like I eat too much mm-hmm. sugar, like my brain, like is totally just like, uh, and I feel like I can't concentrate and focus. And this is like, which creates the anxiety. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have some tips, especially for the caffeine. Like if you want to, you know, slow, slow or eliminate the caffeine and then alcohol. I have only one. So I'll start with the ca- uh, alcohol first. Um, I don't do this anymore, but this helped me transition from, you know, 
uh, drinking to not drinking. And I don't think it's organic, so it's probably, you know, not the best for you, but you're on your way to getting better if that makes right. sense. Right, if it helps. There sure. is a, um, a wine out there, and it's going to sound gross at first, but stay with me. It's called Free. And it's a, it's a non-alcoholic wine. And I know, you know, all the non-alcoholic beers out there, everybody says taste disgusting and gross. But this wine is actually really, really good. It's called Free. It's F-R-E. And I actually have a friend who is a wine snob, and she <laughs> loves Free. She's, she still drinks regular wine, but every once in a while she's like, you know what, I want to drink, but I don't want to, you know, have alcohol at this particular point so she'll have the free and this helped me because you know when I first quit I think I did it more as a social thing so we'd go out with friends and all of a sudden I'm like now I have an empty hand and what am I supposed to do watch all my friends just sit there and drink so I would bring free with me and I'd have a glass of non-alcoholic wine while I was drinking or while I was you know hanging out with my, you know, friends. And so, um, like I said, not the most healthiest, but I think it, it, that really helped me transition from drinking to not drinking. A thousand percent. Thank you for that. And a lot of that is the social anxiety of like, not like Mm -hmm. drinking with everybody. Or I rec, I realize that when I go over to like family, even like, I'm like, I don't have an intention to drink, but like, even like the energy and like, ah, I need something. So that's awesome. So I've gotten to the point now where I don't need it. And I'm just like, you know, whatever. I don't think I've had free for a good a good year if even longer than that but right. and then for the caffeine well mainly for coffee well no I have one for soda it's like so say you know you're addicted to soda and um, people either love this or hate this but I substitute it with kombucha mm-hmm. I love kombucha and because I think a lot of people who want soda they're looking for that carbonation mm-hmm. and kombucha has the carbonation it does have an acquired taste but I I like it but I know some people are like, how do you drink this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little like, how are you drinking that? But I totally get the switch. Like the carbonated mm-hmm. is like a huge thing for sure. So, and then for coffee, I have several um, alternatives for coffee. I Have you heard of Forsomatic? Yes. Obsessed. I love them. So they do have some caffeine in it, but it's minimal. Like if I were to drink a normal cup of coffee right now, I'd be hurting. Um, for Sigmatic, sounds gross again, but stay with me. It's a mushroom coffee, but it doesn't taste anything like mushrooms. Uh, it tastes like coffee. And um, it has just just enough caffeine in it that keeps me going, but doesn't make me jittery is all heck like normal caffeine does Mm. and so I'll do that and another two other things that I'll do is there's something out there called dandy blend Mm -hmm. and um what it is is they take dandelion root and they roast it and then they turn it into a powder and they also put some uh, chicory root in it as well and it tastes to me I what I say it tastes like is it's coffee and tea blended together so okay. it doesn't like taste exactly like coffee but to me close enough right and oh, that's awesome if you don't want that the one last thing um if you go to the store you can buy fine roasted dandelion and i love that and it tastes and make sure you get the roasted or roasted dandelion root tea and it tastes um not exactly like coffee but pretty close 
I love that. And dandelion is like one of your go-tos to like reduce anxiety. So like, hello, everybody. Win, win, win. I'm going to go get, I'm going to go look for the dandelion root, but I am all about the four sigmatic, wait, the roasted dandelion root. Roasted dandelion. Roasted, roasted dandelion root. Um, but I'm all about four sigmatic. That it's so good. It's like mushrooms, but it's like it, they're like healing properties. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not gonna like trip out like you're you're having mushrooms. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no it, it, it it tastes good, and um, they have a bunch of different flavors. So, like I haven't tried any of like the coffee-ish ones. Um, oh, I like the coffee ones. I I've tried a couple of their other ones, and I I you need to make it more fancy into like a latte or something because it kind of to me tastes kind of gross without the coffee I feel you see see you guys everyone like (laughs) something works for everybody so like try it out see what works for you that's the beauty of just like really life like everyone's different everyone has their own unique flow um oh my god thank you for that that's so much um yeah I wanted to talk to you just one more thing kind of about emotions and how when we hold in our emotions that um that is what creates really like our anxiety or stress like anything like that when we hold on to it that's what creates that like toxicity in the body and we were just on talking before we got on here and recording about how when we control everything and Mm -hmm. how we try to control the emotions instead of really uh, feel into the anxiety and accept it and be like, yo, this is what's happening, that that's really where like disease starts and that's where the stuck starts and that's where all of that toxicity is formed when you can't really, when you aren't really allowing yourself to see what's happening fully. Um, Yeah. So I strongly believe from everything that I have done with my healing and from observing and researching is that um, most of us Americans or even all over the world, I'm not sure, um, we are taught that any kind of discomfort is bad, Um, any discomfort. So if we feel any kind of emotion, then we are taught, you know, to either numb it, stuff it down, or distract ourselves. But the problem is, is when we do this, it is still there, and we're not dealing with it. And I actually, the other day, came up with a really good metaphor for this, um, if you want to hear it. And I was all proud of myself. So let's say, because to me, um, if we're not taking care of our, our emotions, they've turned into emotional wounds. So let's say you cut your arm and you're like, I don't want to deal with it. And you just shove it down and you're like, I'm not dealing with it. It's going to bleed everywhere. It's going to get messy Mm -hmm. and it's probably going to become infected and it's going to fester and it's just not, it is not going to go away. You're probably going to bleed out or you're going to get really sick because it's, you know, well, our emotions are the same way. And what, you know, I can, almost understand, you know, us not wanting to deal with our, you know, anger and our sadness or frustration 
But what really blows my mind is a lot of us humans even have a hard time dealing with happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. So even if happiness and joy come up, we're like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. We got to stuff it down. We can't be happy because we're taught that if we're happy, well, that we suck because everybody else in the world is miserable and we should be miserable with them. Oh, and my God. It yes. Just, it drives me crazy. And we're also, I know I was taught not to be angry. And so, like a few years ago, I was angry, but I didn't know what to do with my anger. So I kept stuffing it and stuffing it and stuffing it. And actually, I realized that I went through a situation um, when I was 17 years old and I was angry, but I was taught that, you know, I had no right to be angry. So I stuffed it and um, I just recently had to deal with it. And I strongly believe that our anxieties and probably depression and other illnesses are caused because we are not expressing our emotions. And I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance. I love balance. And I strongly believe that this happens with the emotions too, because you don't want to go to the other extreme and dwell on all of your emotions. Mm. Um, so I feel like we need to find a balance where we, we bring the emotion in, we feel it, we observe it, and then we, you know, let it go. And um, one of the things that I was even talking about a couple of days ago is when I went through a stressful situation, you know, five years ago, people kept telling me, you got to let go, you got to let go. And I'm like, okay, I would love to let go, but I don't know how to, how do I let go? Well, I recently realized the way to let go is to feel into your emotions, allow yourself. If you're mad, be mad. It's okay to be mad and be mad without judgment. If you're um, sad, be sad and without judgment. If you're happy, oh my God, that is amazing. Be happy. We need more happy people in this world. And so that is how I let go. And then you were talking about control. I kind of, you know, went on a tangent with the feeling, your feelings there, but with the control, um, trying to control, I've discovered actually makes things worse. And, you know, I do, and that's kind of, hard for people who have anxieties because a lot of people actually I shouldn't say a lot most if not all of us people with anxieties we want that control and when the control is taken away from us <laughs> that is when we start to freak the heck out I'm laughing because it's that's me <laughs> that's me yeah, I know see I never thought I was a control freak if I really started really um you know, healing my anxiety. Wow. I'm like, yeah. wow, because I don't do the normal things that most control oh. freaks do. But Shit, I'm a I control do. freak. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say, like, you just made me realize, like, yeah, I'm a control freak. <laughs> but I like, I like to control things. I think in my own, like my own, like I want to be able to control my body, and then my body doesn't do what I want it to do. Mm. Then it's like, why aren't you doing what you know? Right. But, um, I, this kind of leads me into like my, I have a tip for when someone is feeling anxious, um, how to get out of their anxiousness. And that is when you are experiencing anxieties, your muscles are tense, your breathing is becoming, you know, um, short and shallow, your thoughts are becoming, you know, erratic and you're starting to think all these irrational thoughts and you're just, your heart is feeling like it's going to jump out of your chest. And then our first reaction is to control it or to fight it. And then what happens when we do that? Our muscles get more tense. 
Mm -hmm. Our breathing becomes more, you know, short and shallow. Our thoughts become more, you know, irrational. And our heart is even going to jump more out of our chest. And we're in this big, vicious cycle to where it keeps happening. So what I do now, and this is something that I will, I still do when I start feeling, you know, tiny anxious, I'm like, okay, anxiety, I see you. What are you going to do? And I make a conscious effort to relax my muscles. I drop my shoulders. I drop, I unclench my jaw and I just I'm observing. I make sure to also maybe do some deep breathing. I'll, you know, so that's something that you can control is the way that you do breathe. So you don't have to lose all your control, but, you know, start breathing in, you know, very slowly and, you know, breathe out slowly. I'm yes. breathing deeply right now. <laughs> <laughs> and when you allow your anxiety to be there, it almost takes its power away. And it may not completely make the anxiety go away, but it sure is not going to make it get any worse. Mm. So this is one of my tips that I do. And if I'm really, really sassy, if I'm feeling sassy when my anxiety is coming, I'll be like, all right, anxiety, do your worst. I'm going to see what your worst is going to be. And when, because I'm giving it permission to do its worst, it almost is kind of like it doesn't do anything, you know? And so I'm, I'm kind of waiting for something to happen and nothing happens. And, and it's kind of like, wow. Okay. I love and that. It's, you know, when we are doing this, we're allowing ourselves to feel the anxiety. And I, feel like anxiety is my friend. And so one of the things nowadays, you know, if my anxieties are, you know, going crazy, it's usually telling me something. And most of the time lately it's telling me that I'm not getting off my butt enough. It's like, you need to go move. <laughs> and so mm. like, all right. So it's kind of like, you know, I treat my anxiety as a friend or almost kind of like maybe like a mother, like you need to go do this. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing oh, that again. So much value because first off, no, like becoming aware, that's the first first part of like changing, transmuting, like shifting anything. So being able to become aware of your anxiety in the place that you're like calling it your friend is not as scary as when you're aware of your anxiety and you're like, oh, why is this like doing this to me? Why is this, 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 this? Like if we can start to look at anxiety or even past anxiety, yeah. Illnesses. Like, I even consider my migraine to be yeah. my friend. Exactly. If we can look at any like almost negative like thing that we view mm -hmm. negative as you, as a friend, like you start learning from that friend and you start growing from that friend and mm -hmm. like that that friend doesn't be seem so again like overwhelming or so intimidating anymore. Like you said, like now you're talking to your anxiety like it's your friend and like show me your worst and like anxiety is actually like probably intimidated like by your fucking light and like by your power and like how like just whole and like beautiful you're owning yourself you know and so when we can like really become aware and again start to befriend it and like what do you need like what do you need like stop uh, i'll stop avoiding you like because like you said like if you just avoid 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 all you're fucking doing is putting a band-aid on that shit mm -hmm. you're not getting all the way down to the root and it's just gonna keep coming back up i you're probably hearing mm -hmm. me snapping on my microphone <laughs> you know it just like keeps coming back up and it's like you said something from 17 that you didn't deal with mm -hmm. 
came up however many years later, like that you have 23 later. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, and that's, that goes for Mm -hmm. everybody. Like nothing goes away. Like whatever we resist persists. And then that I just went to an anxiety workshop this week where they literally said that like, whatever you resist persists. And then one step further, like we were talking, the issues lie in your tissues. So that shit is going to be programmed into your tissues that leads to first the anxiety, then maybe even more of an anxiety leads to a depression. Maybe then the depression leads to an even bigger burnout of your body shutting down and you now have autoimmune disease and you're now at the doctor every day and you're like, what the fuck? How did I get there? Mm -hmm. And it's because you're not like you're not we're not allowing ourselves to feel the feels and to be okay with being upset and to be okay with feeling sad and to be okay with feeling anxious and you guys I'm talking about all of this like this past week for me it's just I'm so happy we're talking about it right now because for me I got stuck in it and I started to I wanted to control my anxiety and I wanted to say, why are you coming up now? Why do I have to deal with you now? I'm trying to get so many other things done. Like I want to do this, 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 like just anxiety stop. Got to the point where I got that migraine totally put me out for like a whole day. Usually it's like just at night, my migraine and I can like sleep it off. Like I was laying down all day, getting more frustrated, getting more in my head about why do I feel like this? instead of just befriending the feelings and surrendering to it and being like, okay, anxiety, what today? Like, what can you show me about myself? What can I learn about myself? And like, what I was able to see like through that is my pattern of wanting to be comfortable coming from my childhood when I went through my trauma of you know, my mom passing away. And in that moment, I lost control. And so I got so comfortable in the chaos. And I got so comfortable in not being or like controlling everything, because that's all I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. So that when things get crazy now, like, that's what I go back to. And that is the root. Like, do you see from when I was like six years old to now at 26, like that shit is still there and like pounding on me more and more. And like, it's becoming more frustrating to try to push away and try to not feel and try to like, just go to the next thing that now I've gotten to this point, like, okay, we're here. We're feeling it. We're going to move through it so we can grow past it, clear that shit out, release that shit. So like we can bring in the new abundance. We can bring in the new feelings Mm -hmm. of ease and of flow and of my anxiety is my friend. And I love learning from my anxiety. And yeah. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Can I just share one more thing about this? Yes. So maybe if someone is listening in and they're like, they're like, I'm not ready to be friends with my anxiety mm. yet. I have another way you can look at it. And I think, I think both of these are very, very true. But this other way is your body. Our bodies are kind of, if you think about it, kind of separate. We're, we're living in our bodies and our bodies, you know, are amazing friends to us. You know, our bodies treat us so well. They, they let us abuse the heck out of it. Mm. But sometimes things go wrong with our body and our bodies can't say, um, look, you're eating this crap. And so this is happening or like, you're not, you know, moving enough. 
so this is happening, or you're not feeling your emotions, so we're, this is happening. It, it can't communicate with us. So it tries to send us these little signals to us. And anxiety is a signal that our body is sending to us. It's like a messenger. You know, things, our anxieties are like, you know, a messenger for us saying, hey, something's not right. So it's kind of like, you know, a message from our body because it can't, you know, speak English to us. Mm. So this is its way of saying, hey, we need to figure out something. And to me, out of all the illnesses out there, anxiety is a very kind, you know, um, mm signal warning that, hey, something's not right here. We might want to fix this. Right. And going off of that, like you said, mm -hmm. like that, that signal warning. So take the signal, mm -hmm. slow it down, listen to your body. Like you said, like when something doesn't feel right, like it's because it doesn't feel right to you. So, so slow down, take your time to slow down and get into that because that's when, if again, we, we ignore that, then the anxiety like you said, it's so nice right now. Thank God we only have that to alert us, but that can get worse if we just, you know, press that down. Um, yeah, befriend your anxiety and it's that messenger. It's that, that, that messenger in our body when, when something isn't off. Um, yeah. I don't know how much time we have left, but can I tell you one more thing? Like, please. So we, you were talking about your migraine and it reminded me, unfortunately I had one this week as well. It must be in the air. And I wanted to, you know, explain, you know, something that I did during my migraine. I've never done this before, but like I was telling you, my migraines mimic strokes mm -hmm. and unfortunately it always well, not always, but the majority of times it happens in the morning mm -hmm. and it happens when I am wide awake. I'm not sleepy, but the only thing I can do is lay down and wait for it to go away. Oh. And so um, it's my migraine almost started at seven o'clock on the dot. I was just getting in the car to take my son to school and all of a sudden my migraine came on and I can't function like I can't see. Um, I can't concentrate. Wow. Uh, I, I start my limbs start to go numb. And so I could only go and lay down and Every single time I've ever had a migraine, every single time I've cried. And I don't think it's not because I'm hurt or anything. It's, be, it's out of pure, pure frustration and mm. I'm, I'm losing control of my body. You know, so mm. like I can't control what's going on. So I get so frustrated. I normally cry. I didn't this time. This was the first time I didn't cry. And I'm like, so I'm laying there. I'm like, great. I'm wide awake, but all I could do is lay here. I have to keep my eyes closed because all of these, you know, vision yeah. things are happening in my, you know, I get the auras and mm. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to meditate. I'm going to meditate. So I started meditating and there are points of my, of my migraines where I can literally, literally cannot think. But mm. while I could think, I'm thinking I'm deep, I'm doing deep breathing exercises. And I kept saying, I'm happy and I'm healthy. I'm happy and I'm healthy. And I, I just let it come. I just let it be there. My migraines are a huge anxiety trigger for me. So my anxieties did start popping up and I was like, okay, I feel my anxieties. They're there. What's it going to do? And it was just, I just kept deep breathing. And even though I could feel it there, you know, I was still kept deep breathing when I couldn't think at least I could still do my deep breathing. Mm. And um, normally my migraines last at least a few hours. I was able to get up 
by nine and give a presentation by nine because I did this. I stumbled over my words a few times, which I stumbled over my words like all the time anyways. So, (laughs) so, but it was like, I normally wouldn't have been able to do that. And I think it's because I started, you know, just really honoring that it was there. My anxieties, my migraine, I breathed through everything and I was able to, like I said, give a presentation two hours later. Um, I wish you guys could see me because my jaw is like on the floor because if you suffer from migraines or if you suffer from anything like that and like you know how horrible it feels and just being able to surrender and being able to connect like deeply to your breath and then kind of partly to your thoughts but then having the awareness to like say even when you couldn't think straight, like you still are connected to your breath. Like that is so freaking beautiful. And so, like, so, (laughs) no, really, like it made me tear up. Like I got the chills when you were talking about it because it's so healing, like the power of our mind when we like get scared and like stuck in that frustration of like, I have a migraine. Like I cry all the time too. And it it is because like you're so frustrated and you can't like, and it just spins and it it feels like it's spinning out of control. Mm -hmm. And once I start crying, I feel like I have to throw up. Then I throw, you know, like it just like go totally adds in. But like when for any like point in your life too, not just migraines, when you can step back, when you can surrender Mm -hmm. and like connect back to your breath and like tell yourself those positive things of like I am healthy I am like here I am alive like Mm -hmm. those simple things like are the simplest things that like totally shift our awareness the cells in our body like literally shift like our genes to where we're not sick anymore where we can literally hear our, heal ourselves holistically and we can do the things without the the pills and the medicine and things like that it's like again like slowing it down like i am so using that next time like i'm i'm not hoping for a migraine anytime soon, but like kind of want to like get it going so I can try that out and see what's going to happen. Well, when you get one a long time from now, let me know how that works for you. Yes, I love that. A long time from now, I will let you know. But um, wow. And I don't think if I started really feeling my feelings or emotions, you know, a while ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. But I think it's because I practiced it that I was able to do it. And my, my, biggest thing that really clicked in my head is I was able to do a presentation two hours later because normally I can't function for the entire day and sometimes even the next day I have a hard time functioning so I was like I don't know how I did this but well I know I I tapped into my you know yeah like your soul like your wholeness Mm -hmm. like what is going on and that is huge being able to get up (laughs) and give that presentation and like be there Mm -hmm. because like you said, like the next day, you usually feel like you're like, uh, like kind of off, Mm -hmm. like to be able to like take yourself out of that. Yeah. That fogginess, that space of just like, ugh. and Mm -hmm. I want to kind of, um, cause you've said it a couple of times and I haven't brought it up, but again, this anxiety workshop I went to all she was, or she kept saying like how the breath is the connection between your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. So like when you can really like slow down that breath and start to connect, like 
things stop being so like crazy and you feel like you're out of control because like you're actually bringing that flow back into like both parts. You're not just your body. You're not just your mind. And like when you're in those states of like control, you feel like you're just one thing or the other, you know, like, so we have the tool of just breath to start to Mm -hmm. slow down and connect back to the both. Well, there's also a very scientific reason why the breath works. And I feel like we take our breath way for granted. You know, we, we, we take it for granted because it's a very automatic thing and we don't really pay attention to it. But we have this um, thing in our brain called amygdala. I think that's how it's pronounced, amygdala. And when we start to breathe fast and um fast and shallow, I guess what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. it sends a signal to our amygdala that, oh my goodness, um, we need to go in flight or fight mode. And so it sends those flight or flight and then the amygdala starts, you know, sending all the signals all throughout our body. And so we go in this flight or flight um, mode. But then when we start really breathing, you know, slow and deep, then it sends the amygdala, oh, everything is okay. Everything is fine. And so it kind of slows us way back down again. And so we're not in that flight or flight phase anymore. Oh my God. I love that. See guys, there's science behind this shit. It's not just us like saying it like there's science. I geek out whenever I can find something um, scientific for something woo-woo. Right? Oh my God. Then have you ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? No, I'm going to write that down. Uh, Yeah, I will send you a picture of his book. Um, The first one I read is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's literally the science behind manifestation and like quantum physics. And oh my God, was that life changing. (laughs) And then I just got, I'm probably butchering the name, but it's like learning like how normal people like become supernatural or something. And it's basically like debunking, like scientifically all of the woo woo like stuff we have going on. Um, oh, I love it. So yeah, I'll definitely share that. I'll link all of the, um, all of those books and stuff for you guys in the show notes too, because Dr. Joe Dispenza is like valuable AF <laughs> and has totally shifted a lot of the things in my life. Um, All right. So we are um, going to wrap it up here. But before we do, Stacey, I want to ask you, what is your favorite way to fill up your cup? I think my favorite way is different than most people. And I think it's just me, but I love to explore. And so if I am feeling like I need to recharge, I usually like to get in the car and go somewhere. And most of the time, I'll try to go somewhere where I haven't been before or sometimes I will go to some place I've been before but it's like let's go you know to the beach or let's go to the mountains or the desert or let's go you know somewhere and just go for a drive and you know kind of explore and that's one of the ways that really recharges my batteries for some reason. I love that adventure. That's why. Oh, beautiful. That's so awesome. I'm going to have to go. I've, I've been planning on going to the beach and totally putting it off, but you just inspired me to oh, get my butt you. out of my house and go go to the ocean. So, go to the yeah. ocean. So, yeah, any, just anything outside too, anything in nature. So, I need to like reconnect and ground myself, and I just love it. I love that. Oh, thank you for sharing. You're um, and then lastly, will you please tell all of our beautiful listeners where they can find you, where we can go? I, I say stalk. I literally need to stop <laughs> saying that. Where can we go stalk you? 
I've never had a stalker before. Oh, so I, I have. I've stalked you. <laughs> oh, oh, so I have had a stalker. I just didn't know about it. No. <laughs> so um, I am. I have a Facebook group called Holistically Healing Anxiety Community. I also have a podcast myself, which is Holistically Healing Anxiety. I have a Instagram account, which is at Stacy S C A C I E, and then period younger, um, just like how it sounds. And I have my website, which is holistically And you can also um, email me at um, at holistically at gmail.com. I am, however, soon transitioning into. Um, Broadening into just holistic, so I might be changing my my name soon. And I was thinking about just dropping the anxiety, so it'd be holistically healing. So yeah, perfect. I will give everybody like all of the updates in the show notes of the name perfect. changes before this goes, and like so we'll be make we'll make sure like I'll get all these people to the right Stacy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for just getting on here and jamming out. This was so valuable, and I'm. So excited for everyone to hear about it. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for having me on. I had so much fun. And I could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> I was going to say, we probably are going to, I'll probably have you on here again. We'll like have to jam out like, because I could have kept talking again for hours. So I'm <laughs> sure we'll, we'll, we'll have you on here again. Sounds good. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so grateful and so appreciative for all your love, for all your support. If you resonated with anything in this episode, if you feel all of the good vibes, if you feel, feel like your cup is filled back up, please share, take a screenshot of the episode Post it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Movin' and Groovin'. Let me know what you think. Leave a rating. Leave a review. That is going to help get the show into as many ears as possible. As many ears that need this show. So I appreciate it. Have a great day. Keep spreading your love. Keep spreading your light. And keep filling up that cup.